Infinite Game mm-hmm. Games by Simon Sinek. <laughs> Are you laughing at me? Because I know uh, you. You think I cannot pronounce Infinite? You but you, you just pronounced it. You're doing fine. Oh, okay. You're projecting, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, so, yes, as you said, the book is called The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, written yeah. in 2019. It's actually a very recent book. Yes. Um, so Sinek is a British-American author, motivational speaker, and organizational consultant. Yes. And so previously, earlier this year, we had actually covered one of his best-selling books called mm. Start With Why, yeah. which argues that leaders and organizations that focus on their why, mm. which is why being your purpose and your motivation for yeah. existing and pursuing certain things, yeah. those people are able to better inspire and and achieve success. Yes. And I think that in some vein, this book is kind of adding on to that start with why yes. mentality. Absolutely. So he tells this story, um, a historical story, yeah. how on the morning of January 30th, 1968, uh, 68, yeah. North Vietnam launched um, a surprise attack against the US. So this yes. is during the Vietnam War. Yes. Yeah. And over the next 24 hours, yeah. more than 85,000 North Vietnamese and Viet Cong soldiers attacked over 125 um, targets in the country. Yes. So the attacks really caught the Americans off guard. Yes. Um, and this is because most of them weren't even at their posts. Because yeah. at this time, they were yeah. celebrating the holiday Tet. Yes. Mm. So this was completely unexpected, mm. as Tet is equivalent to what um, the West celebrates as Christmas. Mm. Yes. And so the tradition was that there was never to be any fighting during this holiday. Absolutely. Mm. Um, however, seeing an opportunity, the North Vietnamese broke tradition and they decided to have the surprise attack. Yes. However, mm. very surprisingly, the US were able to repel every single attack. Yeah. And after about one week of fighting, yeah. the US had lost fewer than 1,000 troops. Yeah. But on the other hand, mm. the North Vietnamese had lost over 35,000 soldiers. Yes. Mm. So when you look at um, the 10 years of the Vietnam War, yes. America lost about 58,000 soldiers in total. Yeah. Mm. However, North, Vietnam, North Vietnamese troops lost about 3 million individuals. Whoa. But the funny thing is, as we all know, Vietnam actually won the war. And so he asked this question, how do you win almost every battle, completely destroy your enemy, and you still end up losing the war? Right? And so he says that it happened for one of two reasons. He says that Vietnam was engaged in what he calls an infinite game. They were fighting for their lives. Their survival was what was motivating them. However, the US was engaged in a finite game, Mm. in that they were just fighting to win. So I think we should just break down the between a finite and infinite game. Yes. Yeah. And so he says that in game theory, there are two types of games. You have finite games and you have infinite games. Yes. So a finite game, you have known players. You know yeah. how many people are involved in the game. Yeah. The rules are fixed. You yeah. know They can't change as you go along. Yes. And there's an agreed upon objective. Yes. So once that objective is reached, yes. the game then comes to an end. So he gives um, football as an example. You know, okay. you have how many players do you have in football? 11. You have 11? Yeah, <laughs> you have 11 players? 11 players per team. 22, but you have the... 22 players. Total. Yeah. Football, and then you have maybe your subs and whatnot, right? Six, and then yes. the, the rules are known that you know you're trying to get the ball into the goal and you have X amount of time per you know per yeah. round, what do you call Fantastic. it? Per sec- section. Yeah, and it doesn't cha- the rules don't change. The rules, the rules never change, they do not change midway. It's called yeah. first half and second half. There we go, that one. Yes. Right? And then once the objective is reached, once a person wins, yeah. the game is over. Yeah. Then he talks about infinite games. So in an infinite game, the mm. players are known and unknown. Absolutely. So today it might be the three of us, but then the next day a surprise person might enter. But you yeah. do not always know how many players are involved in the game. Um, There are no agreed upon rules, so the rules could change at any given moment without any prior notice. And lastly, the objective of an infinite game is to perpetuate the game. There is no end in sight. So he says that if you have um, players playing an infinite game, so two both players are playing infinite games, then the situation is stable because we both have 
Uh-huh. We're both agreeing on where this game is going. And right. he uses the Cold War as an example. Yes. The West and um, Russia, they didn't know where the game was going, but they agreed that they were going to play this game into perpet- perpetuity. Yeah. Yes. Then if you have a finite game and a finite game, yes. then it's also stable as well, because we're agreeing that we're going to play until the objective is reached. Yes. However, yeah. he says that if you have one player playing a finite game yes. and another player playing an infinite game, game yes. it is unstable because we're not agreed on Absolutely. where we're going. Yes. And unfortunately, the yes. player who's playing infinitely yes. has the upper hand Absolutely. compared to that playing finitely. Yes. Yeah. So the game automatically becomes an infinite, infinite game. game. Yeah. You know what I think is an infinite game? Yes. Mm-hmm. Kenyan politics. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because the, the, the players, okay, first of all, let's start with the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's assume the rules are the constitution. Yeah. But midway, they're changing on Tuesday, uh-huh. perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday. Yes. Uh-huh. And then we, all, we always do not know who who the players are yes. or what mm-hmm. exactly it is that they're playing. Or, or, the, or the intention. Or the, or the intention. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then the objective yes. is also to perpetuate. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Isn't it? Yes. And the wrong, the wrong way to go about it is actually thinking. Uh, to have a fixed position, yeah. like uh, our friend, uh, to have a fixed position, knowing very well that rules are going to be changing as we go. Mm-hmm. Who's our friend? Our friend. He comes. He comes from Kamagut. But I would, I would ask this question though. Yeah. In my opinion, I think that Uhuru is playing an infinite game. Yes. Yes. He has an agenda going into perpetuity that we do not understand, but he has a long-term mm. goal. Yeah. Mm. Whereas Raila, I think, is playing a, a finite, finite game. game. Yes. Right. Mm. I think he just wants to win. Yeah. He wants to say, "I've tried." How many times has he tried? Sixty-five. I don't know. Many, many times he's tried to become president, and eventually he's saying, yeah. "Once I get it, the game is done. I've met my objective. End of story." Absolutely. You know, the, the the fact that he's been in this game since so 1982 could <laughs> also mean that he's <laughs> in an infinite game, game and he wants to continue in perpetuity. But by choice or Who by knows? design? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, there's um five things that mm. he tells us generally, but mm. he focuses not on politics as we've been talking about, yeah. but on business. Yes. And he says business itself yeah. is an infinite game. Mm. Because yes. business, the, the concept of the model of business has been in existence yes. far beyond or far back than yes. any company or entity or business person itself has mm. existed. And right. therefore, yes. a leader of any organization or, or company mm. must, mm. in order to succeed, must be an infinite player. Oh, yes. And mm. he gives five ways in which a, a leader yes. can be an infinite um, leader. Yes. The first one is to have a just cause. Yes. And he says it's more than the why, which yeah. too, Jay, you have mentioned yeah. in the other book. Yes. It's more than the why or the purpose, yeah. but that thing that wakes you up in the morning. Mm. Yes. And because it's 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 such a, a burning inside of you that mm. you that it will outlast, you will outlast your competitors. It's something yeah. that is unchangeable. Yeah. And the second thing related to the first is that you have to be a courageous leader. If you have this cause oh, yeah. oh, yeah. that you are fighting for, mm-hmm. you have yes. to fight against unpopular opinion, yeah. you have to fight against your board, yes. then you have to be a courageous leader and defend your just cause. And mm. for an organization to truly defend the just cause, yes. that all the leaders have to align in their thinking and in their purpose. Absolutely. And then the third thing he said, yeah is that the company must have a vulnerable team. Yes. Mm. Not that people in the company should go around crying, yes. <laughs> but, but that they should be able to express, express. themselves absolutely. without fear. Yeah, absolutely. And I like what he says in yeah. the book, yeah. that if people are afraid to express themselves in the company, it's yes. not because of them, it's because of the boss. Absolutely. I like anything that blames the boss. <laughs> and then fourth, 
lastly, yeah. which is very powerful, yeah. is that a company <coughs> should have a worthy adversary yes. or a worthy mm. enemy. Absolutely. And worthy means that you recognize that this is your competitor, yes. but you respect them. Yes. Yeah. And then also, yeah. you should see the competitor as somebody who helps you improve your product mm. or whatnot. Absolutely. But the real competitor should be yourself. Yes. You should compete with Love your it. former self so mm. that you're only so don't compare yourself. getting... Yes, Absolutely. otherwise you will never attain Ab fulfillment. Absolutely. And finally, yes. he says, yeah. have an open playbook. Yes. Which is an open rule book. Oh, yes. Meaning yeah. that it is transparent, as yes. many people in the organization know what is going on, yeah. but also yes. mm. that it is flexible. It is flexible. In fact, the Absolutely. thing he says, the yeah. only thing, thing that should be almost unchangeable in an organization yes. is the just cause. Absolutely. Yeah. Is the why. Is yes. the thing that wakes you up in the morning. Yes. Otherwise, yes. If, you do, if, if, if you do a adjustable it, cause yes, yes. Mm -hmm. and a fixed strategy, yes. you will never be able to navigate the business world, which yeah. is infinite. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. I, I, that, that was actually my biggest takeaway from the book. How many, times, how many times have you said absolutely today? Uh, <laughs> Did you I not saw, see we had some saw, fans saw, tweeting someone, about how? I, uh, maybe, maybe now we should, we should call the, the, the thing absolutely instead of final thought. <laughs> the, the absolute final thought. <laughs> the absolute yeah. final thought. Uh, that was my, actually my, my biggest takeaway mm. from me. And, um, Called it around the capacity for existential flexibility mm -hmm. and uh, this ability to adjust, yeah. adjust uh, even in times of uh, even hard times. Yeah. So he gives a story about a company, a Swiss company. They used to make knives. Do you ever use Swiss pocket knife? Swiss pocket knife, and they call it Victorinox. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. Oh, that's how I can pronounce it. Yeah. It's very Victor, famous. Victor, oh, Victorinox. Victorinox. <laughs> so yeah. this company was very successful yeah. mm. before two thousand one. And then one day, some guys decided to fly some jets into New York. Was those building called uh, World Trade Towers? Yeah. Nine Eleven happened, yeah. and uh, there was a security uh, reorganization, re mm. yeah. and they banned uh, these knives from being booked in as hand luggage mm. in planes, mm -hmm. and their business went down, collapsed yeah. completely. But uh, not to worry, these guys decided because they have had so much cash in reserves, they are going to start innovating into new product development. Yeah. So they decided to make fragrances. They decided to make travel gears. They decided to make all manner of things mm. that, that, that the, the world, the global passenger could actually travel with. Mm. Now, I want to read something that the CEO actually said while they were able to survive. And mm -hmm. he says, when you look at the history of world economics, it was always like this. Always. Mm. It, will only, it will never go up. It will... It will never go only up. Mm. It will never go only down. Yeah. We don't think in quarters. We think in generations. Mm. So you know the way business, uh, mm -hmm. they, they always report things in quarters and all that. Yeah. By the time this company was done, uh, this uh, Victoria Knox mm. was done, 95%, by the way, 95% of their sales then used to be knives. Yeah. Yes. Now only 35% of their sales total revenue mm. comes from knives. The rest is watches, watches. Yes. the rest is fragrances, yeah. mm -hmm. the rest is uh, bugs, travel gear. Mm -hmm. They were able to turn their solution and, and, and their situation because they were playing yeah. an infinite game. And it's interesting you say that because that's what Sinek says in the book. He says yeah. that a successful leader is not thinking about Q1, Q2, Two. or this year or yes. next year. He's yes. thinking about the next generation yes. yeah. such that if I'm a leader, yes. How am I going to leave this company once I am gone? Absolutely. Absolutely. Better for, yeah, better Absolutely. I think that is very liberating because yes. thinking mm. in quarters is actually very, very it limiting. Very yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It makes you a manager and yes. not a leader. A leader, yes. exactly. Absolutely.